0: Welcome to the Pokescast. I'm Ryan Thorburn, the Wyoming B-Writer for the Casper Star Tribune. You can read all of my coverage at trib.com and follow me on Twitter at by underscore Ryan Thorburn. Gags, Merry Christmas. How are you doing?
1: Good. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Ryan. Doing well. Just trying to stay warm in this uh, Arctic cold blast we're getting here right now.
0: Yeah, I think it. W- we're recording this on Thursday and it was, I think, minus 22 in Laramie when I woke up this morning. I've not tested what it's like outside yet, so um, everybody stay safe outside there. And uh, I can tell you that makes the uh, Arizona Bowl look more attractive, this weather right now.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, you're just a few days away before you head down there, and the bowl game's on the 30th. And, uh, you know, this weather will pass, and hopefully maybe, you know, some Wyoming fans can get out of the cold and enjoy a little Little Arizona warmth, so to speak. Anything's warmer. I remember when Wyoming played in the last Arizona Bowl in 2019. I, I didn't cover the game, but um it was cold for down there, let's just say, you know. I don't think it was necessarily cold for Wyoming fans, what they're used to, but uh looks like the weather down in Tucson's pretty nice and it should be pretty nice for the bowl game. So hopefully a lot of Wyoming fans can get down there. And if anything, just enjoy a little little nice weather uh as we get as we delve into winter here.
0: Well, yeah, it's looking like it's going to be in the mid or low to mid 70s, which is about 100 degrees warmer than Cheyenne right now where you are. So looking forward to it. Um, You know, it's December, you know, like you mentioned, it's the holidays, but December has become an insane month for college football, college football coaches in particular, you have, you know, the postseason, the bowl game, you have. The transfer portal window now is in December. And then you have signing day, which was yesterday on Wednesday. You know, I was mentioning to Craig Bull, you know, the NFL, at least they have their playoffs. And then later on they have free agency. And then later on beyond that, they have the NFL draft. And you guys do it all all in one little window. But despite the chaos of that, he he said he his the Wyoming staff is still in favor of the early signing day because, you know, in his view, a lot of kids just want to get it over with and stop the phone calls and, and, you know, they feel good about their choice and they want to make it. And, you know, they signed 13 high school players and they, you know, have Harrison Whaley, the transfer from Northern Iowa, also signed. So, you know, it gives them a good head start on, on replenishing that roster. How do you feel about, you know, I've heard arguments that they should just go back to February and just let the portal sort itself out let coaching changes sort themselves out and then let the high school kids, you know, sign in February. But uh, according to Wyoming, it's a good thing for Wyoming.
1: I would probably agree uh, on that token. And also like for schools like Wyoming and a lot of the really group of five type schools who really look, I don't want to say that the big boys don't do their homework in the recruiting process either, but, you know, schools like Wyoming where they're kind of, they're really digging to find these, to find these guys these developmental guys or maybe these 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 diamonds in the rough or maybe just guys that maybe just aren't getting the exposure for whatever reason that um you know the the power five schools are and then you see you know you, you know then you know late in the process the the bigger schools come in and kind of swoop these guys away that that still happens certainly with this early signing period but it does give you know schools like wyoming the at least one advantage to where maybe that maybe that doesn't happen as often um, or something. So I think it's good. I agree with you, Ryan, as a, as a writer, you know, I, I got in on the early signing period in my last few years on the beat. Um, I remember the first year Wyoming was at its first Idaho potato bowl and doing bull stuff and then waking up at five 30 in the morning and, you know, looking at the tracker, updating my tracker with what, you know, the letters as they come in and then you're, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's chaotic, but, I do think the early signing period is good. You know, I think on the surface it looked like Wyoming did a good job of signing the 14 guys I like. You know, they did go into the portal and got the Northern Illinois running back who, you know, had, what, 179 yards against the Cowboys when they played them, what, last year a couple of years ago. Um, we'll see, be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the next round. Um, you know, we talked a little bit, I think it might have been even last week, Ryan, where, you know, you had talked to Tom Berman and said, you know, maybe they'll take a a look of where they recruit guys as far you know, and stuff like that, and not saying they're not going to recruit in Texas anymore, but, well, they certainly are now because they signed the majority of those guys they signed in the early signing period from Texas, and look, I get it because there's players down there. They've got good ties down there, and as we said, I think when you're Wyoming, when you have ties, I don't, you know, your recruiting pool isn't always the deepest tier, so if you have ties, whether it's in Texas or California or the ju the junior colleges the whatever it is you utilize those to the best of your abilities and it you know looks like they address some needs um you know they all look good on paper right all these recruits look good on paper their highlights look good their their stats look good you know just to, you know have to see when they get here how they acclimate how they fit in but you know I think they did a pretty good job I think they address some needs it'll be interesting you know, what the what the second half holds, how many guys they'll sign, who, what avenues they'll go with. But at least on paper, Ryan, I think they did a pretty good job in this early period.
0: Yeah, the Texas thing is very interesting. You know, seven of the 13 high school guys are from Texas. You know, we've talked about it. Oscar Giles is a great recruiter down there, the new defensive tackles coach who replaced Pete Calagas, a long time, longest tenured Wyoming assistant ever Uh Gordy Haug has made great progress down there. Obviously, I think it's uh, refreshing. Craig Bull was asked, you know, about you know his attitude this portal cycle compared to last year, and he basically said he's learned to let it go. When players come to him and say, "I'm entering the portal," you know, instead of getting mad, or I think he said you feel like you've kind of failed in a way that these players don't want to be here anymore and don't want to continue on, but he's kind of realized it's the nature of just what's going on with this generation and these new rules. And his attitude now is good luck at your new place. We wish you well, that sort of thing, instead of, you know, getting angry at himself or the player. And, you know, it's interesting because three of the, the starters that did leave and, and Wyoming's portal numbers are down this year. And, and I would argue that, you know, they had more prominent players in the portal last year than this year, but they did have some starters, Joshua Cobbs, Cam Stone, uh, Olu Omotosho, those three guys are from Texas and they all entered the portal after finally popping at Wyoming a little bit. So I, th- I just thought it was interesting that they doubled down on Texas and, and are replenishing the roster with more Texas guys who, you know, if they develop, might end up leaving as well but uh, I I don't think you can just go into it saying we're, we're not going to recruit there because we assume we'll develop these players into good players and they'll leave I don't think you you handle it that way like Craig said you know Texas players are used to cowboy boots and and pickup trucks and you know even though the weather's different they do assimilate pretty well at, at the University of Wyoming
1: you know I think so and even then you go back and even look last year Ryan when the, there was the you know, quite a few players. I mean, there were guys from California, there were guys from Illinois. There maybe I think there were guys from Texas to Obviously Isa and AR being the most notable one. I don't know if you, you know, if there's necessarily a pattern to that. I, I think like you just said, I think it's just kind of the the way things are right now. Um, there's a different mindset to it. It'll be interesting to see if there's gonna be any more regulation or rules involving the portal or what windows may form is in the recruiting calendar or or what have you. But I think, you know, I think some things don't change though, I think if you're Wyoming or really any other school is look, you go out and you're trying to find the best players you possibly can, uh, players that you feel that are gonna fit into your program, fit into your culture, so to speak, you know, fit into what you want to do. And you just go, it's just maybe a little bit more of a roll of the dice. So um we'll see how this all this all pans out. Um, so yeah, you know, I think it's dangerous when you say, Oh, these all guys are from Texas uh or from a certain area, does, you know, whatever that might be. I think you gotta get you got to be really careful with that. You know, uh, you know, if it happens once or twice, is it it's it doesn't necessarily mean it's a habit or it's 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 a it's a trend, so to speak. You know, maybe a lot of this is just all coincidence based. It's interesting of the players that have entered the portal from this group, you know, Cam Stone, I saw is committed. I, I'm not sure if he signed yesterday with why maybe he did. I didn't track that real close, you know, staying within the Mountain West, uh you know um, we saw a lot of the players last year, you know, go on to, you know, power five schools and that's, that's great. I guess that, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, right, Ryan? I mean, you think, you know, you have these guys, you know, well, if they're going to go, you'd like to see them and they're going to pretty good programs and having some success or, you know, um, you know, hope Cam Stone works out. The others haven't, to my knowledge, am I right, Ryan, they, those other guys haven't signed yet. Right. I haven't seen Cobb sign. I haven't seen, um the defensive end sign yet and that doesn't mean they won't but uh it's uh, to me if I'm more interested now in this portal thing is with the players that are leaving Wyoming where are they going you know are they going up or you know maybe some or you know if they go to a lower level it's not a necessarily a reflection on maybe it's a numbers game or maybe whatever um that's kind of one thing I'm kind of I'm always interested in in this portal era now is where are the players going that are leaving Wyoming and uh look if you don't want them to go, but if they're going to bigger and better places, Ryan, that also says you're doing a pretty good job of, of recognizing talent. You know what I mean? Again, you want to keep that. You know, you hate to lose that, but at least you're, you know, if they're, you know, if all these kids are going to FCS schools or Division two schools, then you're like, well, are these guys really good enough? Then, right? So, you know, you can look into this. You can analyze this till we're till you're blue in the face, but. That's kind of one thing I'm always interested in in this portal era is where are some of these players going once they decide to leave Wyoming?
0: Yeah, Cam is definitely signed with Hawaii and going. I saw a Hawaii TV station interview with him, and uh sounds like he's just a kid that wants to live on the beach for a little bit after uh, Laramie. I don't think it's because he didn't like uh, Jay Sawbell's defense or anything. And, you know, ironically, the Hawaii game was when he was tested deep on multiple occasions and stood up well in those situations. So he's uh, he's going from Laramie to uh, Honolulu, which is, you can understand that, especially when it's minus 30 here. Um, (laughs) I think there's a four day window in early January where you can host portal guys on campus again. And I think that's when you'll see the majority of guys sign. Craig Bowles said, uh, you know, he feels bad for the uh, quality of life the assistants have now, but after the bowl game, they'll be coming back to Laramie and and hosting portal guys to see if there's more holes that need to be filled. Uh, he kind of indicated there are probably some more seniors than the four that were introduced on uh senior night at War Memorial stadium that might move on. Um, you know, just have decided, you know, I've played here long enough and I've graduated and I'm either going to, try to go to the NFL or just get a job or that sort of thing. So there could be some more openings, I would, but I would still say the vast majority of this team will be back next year. And then uh, that leads me to, you know, I think the headliner of signing day was, was Harrison Wh- Whaley. I mean, obviously Titus Wynn was booted and is going to try to get in the NFL draft. Uh, you know, Joey Brosh is in the portal. Uh, DQ James and DeWine McNeely are hurt right now. I, I think based on my small sample size of that covering that Northern Illinois game that I, I think Harrison Whaley is probably going to be the starter next year. He's dynamic. He outshined both Xavier Valade and Titus Swin that afternoon, even though Wyoming did prevail in that game in a shootout. He is very fast. Now, he's not the biggest guy, but he is very fast. And I'm surprised, actually, he's not going up to a power five, to to be honest with you. So I think that's a very good get. And Craig said, as soon as they saw the name in the portal, Gordy was all over that, who, you know, who's in charge of recruiting and also the running backs coach and flew out to DeKalb, had dinner with him, you know, and and got it done. So uh, I think that's a big time get for Wyoming. I know, I know you know, we've talked about it. They need better play at quarterback and wide receiver, but they're still going to be a run first team. And this guy is a very good running back.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree that that was the the highlight, obviously, of, of the early signing period, obviously, because you have stuff to go off of, not just on tape and that he's got college experience, but what he did against, you know, Wyoming itself. So I definitely agree. Um, You know, looking at the other guys, you know, the, the quarterback uh from South Lake Carroll, you know, that's a that's a that's just that's just a factory of division 1 players let alone division 1 quarterbacks you know i don't know how this young man's going to develop and stuff but you know y- you got at least like the pedigree where he's coming from i mean this is a this is a that's a powerhouse program down there and it produces division 1 players left and right and so i'm you know you you like to see that you know um you know and they're all over texas right they're not just in you know, the Metroplex or anything like that. They're in Houston, they're in San Antonio, they're all over the place down there. So, um, you know, they got a kid from Colorado, you know, I think Colorado, Ryan, we've talked about this too. Colorado will always be important in Wyoming. You know, Craig knows that all these coaches, all the coaches that have ever been here know that. They only got one, but it's an interesting dynamic with both CU and CSU right now, because obviously with its prime time now, a Colorado with, with Deion Sanders, um, you know, he's bringing half of Jackson state with him. You know, they're probably going to at least attempt to recruit nationally, you know, Jay Norvell at CSU signed a bunch of guys and there were some Colorado kids, but they're not necessarily, doesn't seem like they're hitting the state overly hard you know, I don't know what the year of Colorado high school football was like. If it's a good year, medium year, you know, it does it does vary even in the bigger states. There's better years than others, so to speak. You know what I mean? I just think this is another really good opportunity for Wyoming to continue in this continuous establishment of its footprint in Colorado. And again, maybe we see more of that in this in that later, later signing period. But I'm always intrigued about the Colorado recruiting because no matter if it's Craig Bowl or if it's whoever the coach is Colorado will be a lifeblood of Wyoming recruiting and you know they got a good one in the 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 Wade kid out of Ray Colorado um where does that go next you know I I'm I'll be curious where that leads down the road and again maybe you got a better beat on it right? I don't know was this a did you get an indication was this a good year for high school for recruiting in Colorado because I know even talking to Craig over the years whether it was Colorado they were in Nebraska. They're they're in. They do recruit Nebraska, but some years are better than others. Do you get an indication if this is a good year to recruit Colorado? I guess
0: I don't think it was a great year, but to your point, I agree. Maybe you know the twenty four cycle. I think there is an opportunity there. Deion Sanders is going to recruit nationally, and he's going to recruit four and five star guys. That'll be the focus for Colorado as long as he's there. And you know, Jay Norvell, you know, I think they have the number one class in the Mountain West, and they signed at least 25 guys which bumps up your rating the more guys you sign but Jay Norvell I think is trying to recruit nationally and with his offense can attract you know receivers and quarterbacks from around the country so I do think there is an opportunity for Wyoming to get some of those overlooked Colorado guys two and three star guys like Tell Wade who who was their first commitment last summer and is uh, you know chose Wyoming initially over Colorado State and He's one of those classic Northern Colorado guys, a defensive end that, you know, could be a, you know, a diamond in the rough for Wyoming for sure. Uh, Has Marty English's fingerprints all over that one. Um, You mentioned uh, Caden Anderson, the quarterback from South Lake Carroll, which just produced uh, Texas's quarterback, Quinn Ewers, and has produced Chase Daniel and other uh, even SEC quarterbacks. It's interesting because he was hurt his senior year and I wonder if that held off anyone from trying to poach him from Wyoming which you know he had a, he committed early to Wyoming he's going to enroll early this January and rehab his injury with Wyoming's medical staff so just like you mentioned he's played in the brightest friday night lights in the state where that incredible novel and tv show came from I would think he would be a more on the fast track than a lot of Wyoming developmental quarterbacks because he's played at the highest level of Texas high school football. He, Craig said, their system is similar. Um, they have a wide receiver, Justin Stevenson from Katy, Texas, who's also enrolling early. Maybe he's looking at that Cobb spot and, and trying to get in there early. So uh, that'll be interesting to follow. Will Wyoming play some of these guys earlier in their careers, knowing, we need to get something out of them in case they do go hop back in the portal.
1: Well, that's interesting. and I know you brought that up before, Ryan, you know, maybe, maybe you do, but look, whether, whether they play, you know, these younger guys early or not to get something out of them, is, I guess one thing, but they also have to be ready to play. You know, I, I would like to think that these coaches, whether they're at Wyoming or any of these other schools that are more susceptible to maybe getting guys quote unquote, coached from their program through this portal and the NIL stuff and this and that. It's one thing to try to get the most out of them, but you know, you can't don't set them up to fail by just playing them to play play them either. You know, these guys have to get out there and be ready to play, be ready to contribute, know what's going on. And look, I think these coaches are smart enough to to realize that, but I think that can be a slippery slope that, Oh yeah, we're going to go down and you know, whether whoever you're recruiting is like, well, we got to play them early because we're going to lose them. Well, you might, but you've also got to, you got to get them ready to play, you know, and I don't know, how, how do you excel that, that process? You know, do you do, you do something different in your off season conditioning? Do you, you know, do you do other things to try to, I'm not saying you change your offense, but do you, you know, do a different way of, of implementing the offense of teaching them the offense? I mean, how do you, how do you play these young guys early? You know, is it just based on just because they're that much skilled, more skilled than maybe guys you brought in from the past or, I, I'm I'm going to be curious of how that maybe works. If, you know, if that mindset is there with Wyoming or some of these other schools is okay, that's fine. Play them early. But to me, whether, no matter what the landscape's like, you got to play the best guys that are that show it, you know? So I'm I, that's, that's all, that's going to be very curious how that works, you know? And if, if that mentality is like, well, we better play them early because we may lose them. Okay. But if you can't, if they're not ready to play, what are you doing? That's not fair to the guys that have been there two or three years or four years or, or or whatever, either. So a lot of a lot of games within the game, so to speak, coming up with with football programs all over the country with with the with the portal now in, in full swing.
0: Yeah, it is interesting. You know, I wrote a, a big piece on Mike Leach and kind of his relationship with Wyoming for last Sunday. And one of the beauties of the air raid is its simplicity. You know, he had had that little card that he had, you know, six plays on, and that was basically it. Whereas I've talked to Jackson Marcotte, you know, who's going to get a law degree on scholarship. He's a very bright guy. And he said it takes two or three years to master Wyoming's offense. I know to to us Monday morning quarterbacks, that sounds preposterous because it seems like all they do is – run between the tackles on first and second down but there's a lot of motion a lot of different blocking schemes you know apparently it's it's difficult to learn so that does make you wonder would they ever you know simplify things to get some of these younger players out there I don't know it I think it's still going to be a developmental program I think we won't see Caden Anderson for at least a couple years but uh, you know, it would be interesting, uh, you know, they have obviously last year's recruiting class had the highest ranked uh, recruit ever the the left tackle from Omaha, you wonder, you know, with uh, Erica Boge, you know, out of eligibility, did they did they slot him in next year and just let him roll? Because his issues were, you know, getting up to speed academically and, and just, you know, getting up to speed with with the the offensive line calls. So, uh, you know, the talent is already there. It's already in place. People have mentioned, you know, how good he is. So uh, that'll be an interesting one for me um, mm-hmm. when you get a recruit like that, which is rare, do you do you throw him out there? So um, yeah, it, it's wild. Before we uh, get off recruiting, I mean, it should mention that Wyoming did not have any in-state players sign on Wednesday. Luke Talich, by far the best player in the state is going to Notre Dame I talked to Luke and Jim on signing day about that decision. Obviously, that would have been a huge gift for Wyoming. Um, Jim is one of the greatest players in Wyoming history. Luke's brother, Nick, is is on the team, a redshirt freshman linebacker. But he's going to go his own way, and he's going to walk on at Notre Dame. You know, he had offers, scholarship offers from Utah. They play a little defense over there that go to Rose Bowls now. Oregon State, an up-and-coming program. He could have had a scholarship there, obviously Wyoming. But he believes in himself that he's going to go to Notre Dame and and fit in and maybe earn a scholarship. And you know, that's hard, hard to argue with the tradition of Notre Dame is is the most uh rich in college football. So uh what an opportunity for Luke. But I I, I would caution Wyoming fans who are going to be critical of this staff for not getting an in-state player. I mean, their track record over eight years kind of speaks for itself. And Craig even said, you know, name a player that we did not recruit that was a Wyoming player that went on somewhere else to do great things. They pretty much, either whether it's a walk-on route or whether you turn into a Logan Wilson, they typically get the best Wyoming players who want to stay in state. And Luke, you know, clearly is a Wyoming guy and and is from a Wyoming family, but, you know, Notre Dame is Notre Dame. I wouldn't get too upset about that.
1: No, I wouldn't either. And certainly wish, you know, Luke the best, you know, I I hope it works out for him. That's such a a wonderful opportunity, but I was one, I'm glad you brought that up, Ryan, because, you know, when you were on Craig zoom on the zoom call with him yesterday, I know that got brought up, you know, and reading your stuff and reading other people's stuff he didn't I don't know if Craig necessarily sounded overly defensive I think he was putting the facts out there I wasn't there so I don't know how the tone was but I do it it you know of all the years I covered Wyoming too yeah you want you you know and you want to recruit within your borders and I do think this staff has probably done as good a job as any in the last 20 or 30 years of of, of, of recruiting within its borders. Now, there's also the, the Colson Coon kid out of Sheridan, and I know he hasn't signed, at least to my knowledge. I I don't know, Ryan, maybe you know better. I don't think he signed in the early signing period, and he's had some he's had some looks. I know Mississippi State had offered him a walk-on spot. Um, I know Montana State, I believe, has offered him. Um, you know, I know he's at least prominent. He was the Gatorade player of the year, I believe. You know, um, I won't lie. I don't have the, beg- the biggest pulse on the high school's, Anymore now, but uh, I just—I I guess I'll just say it, Ryan. It does get old to me that the, you know, and, and I don't think it's the majority of these fans. But you know, the fans, oh, you can't, you know, you guys, you gotta recruit more Wyoming players. I'm—I get really, really sick and tired of hearing that. Look, I'm—I'm I'm as with the next person. It's—it's it's so wonderful to see the in-state kids do well or get their opportunities here, however that is. And there's nothing that that's more prideful, I think, for a lot of Wyoming fans is to see the in-state guys do it but I do believe this staff does a good job and if one goes somewhere else or or does something else and then you see that it's probably a minority I don't think it's I I don't get a sense it's the majority of fans that that just gets old I don't know what you think Ryan and you've been around this state for a long time that that, that just gets old and that's just it's just silly to me I don't know what, what what's your take and you know I, I imagine you know I don't know if Wyoming's gonna make a run at the at the at the at the Colson Kuhn kid out of Sheridan. I mean his numbers are good, but I don't know what you know if there's a need. I, I'm not really sure, but um I'm sure there's I know there'll be at least preferred walk-on offers. Maybe they'll offer Colson Kuhn a scholarship or maybe there's someone else out there, but I don't I don't worry about that. I think they do fine. Um I think they do more than I think they've done great in this state. Um but just hearing that just just gets old to me. I don't know. What what what's your take?
0: Oh, I agree. I mean, it's a non-issue to me. I mean, look at the look at the team that's going to be playing the Arizona Bowl. Jordan Burtonoli is maybe the best player. You know, if he comes back is healthy on the team from Natrona. You know, Parker Christensen could have a big role in this game from Sheridan. Frank Crum is the you know is outstanding right tackle. I mean, Caleb Driscoll. Um, Bighorn, I mean, it goes on and on. They, they're they you know, Craig comes from Nebraska, they were famous for the walk on program, taking small school guys from the state of Nebraska and turning them into players. And that's the philosophy he uses here. Wyoming just doesn't have not even the numbers of a state like Nebraska, so I think it's a non issue. I think they, you know, Craig said, Did we get everyone we wanted today? No, and you could tell that one stung not getting Luke Talich. He wouldn't mm-hmm. mention him by name, but he, you knew who he was talking about. They really wanted Luke Talich, and Talich made a, I mean, it was a win-win. Any of those four schools, he was gonna do good, great things potentially. So, and you know, I, I hope Luke Talich crushes it and wins the national championship with Notre Dame. You know, his great family, great name in Wyoming. But if for some reason it doesn't work out. There's the portal, you know, he could come back. That's one thing I know that, uh, UCLA and USC, you know, when LA players go to the SEC or something, now their mentality is like, well, we might get him on the back end because that's just the nature of this cycle. So, uh, we'll see what happens with Luke rooting for him. What a career at Cody, and uh, you know, amazing. You know, Wyoming doesn't get prospects that often that are being recruited by power five and Notre Dame. So it's kind of a unique situation, obviously, um, before we uh, get out of here, let's, uh, let's pick some games.
1: Awesome. Let's do it.
0: All right. We went, uh, we're two and one, we're both two and one so far on Mount West bowl games. Uh, we both picked Boise state, but they did not cover against North Texas. Um, we nailed, um, you know eastern michigan covering against san jose state they they handled san jose state and then uh what was the other one uh
1: uh it was uh oh boy it was one of the first ones it was uh um oh fresno state
0: yeah fresno state took care of uh, washington state in the la Bowl. so Uh, Tonight, Baylor minus three and a half against Air Force in the Armed Forces Bowl, 530 ESPN. I am going to take Air Force because it's the Armed Forces Bowl, and I've been on Air Force all year. I thought they'd win the Mountain West. I was wrong, but they're going to deliver another big win for the Mountain West tonight.
1: I'll take Air Force. I like Air Force as well, at least to cover... You know, the options tough. Baylor's, you know, Baylor's got some cats. They can run. Um, I just think Air Force is just, you know, yeah, it, they're just built for this. This, these, these are the games where Air Force comes in. You know, is going to have, you know, you think maybe Baylor on its heels a little bit. So I'm, 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 I'm going for Air. I'm taking the points in Air Force in this one.
0: All right, Christmas Eve, the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee is plus six and a half against San Diego State. The Aztecs are favored by a little less than a touchdown. Interesting game. I don't know a lot about Middle Tennessee. Obviously, they went to Fort Collins this year and blew out Colorado State early in the season. I I don't know that that is a lot to hang your hat on. San Diego State, better balance on offense down the stretch. I'll take the Aztecs. I'll just assume they want to be there and, and win another game. It's hard to say out in Honolulu, but... I'll take the Aztecs to win by a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I I kind of like that. But, you know, I'm not sure about Middle Tennessee either. But there's a part of me that's just – I think San Diego State wins this game. But I think Middle Tennessee is going to play pretty well. And I think they're going to cover that. I think maybe San Diego State wins by a field goal. I think – I'm sure Middle Tennessee is going to be happy to be in Hawaii. But I think they'll – you know, their coach is a veteran. Um, you know, they'll have them ready to play. I think – I'm going to take the points on this one against my better judgment. My my initial gut tells me San Diego State to cover. I like the Aztecs to win, but I'm going to take middle Tennessee in the points in this one.
0: All right. And the final one we'll pick today, Memphis minus seven and a half against Utah State in the first responder bowl December 27th in Dallas. Memphis is a pretty good program. And I think Utah State, Scratched and clawed their way into a bowl position by beating bad teams on their schedule. Didn't do very well against the good teams on their schedule. I will take Memphis to cover.
1: I'm going to go with the Mountain West in this one for Utah State to cover. I think, you know, you mentioned when they had their starting quarterback, Ryan, they're pretty decent. You're right. You know, they beat some bad teams, but at least they beat them. They did what they were supposed to do. I don't know if, if Utah State wins it. I, they, I think Memphis probably has too much speed and skill but I think they'll have enough. I think, I, I think Utah, I'm going to go with Utah state to cover. So this is a big week for us, Ryan, cause we're, we're, we're different on two of our three picks. So this is going to make or break us as far as, as we, as we go further into bowl season here.
0: Well, yeah, well, but you were 20 and five in November and I was 15 and 10. So I, I have some ground to make up uh, <laughs> for ultimate bragging rights. Um, so yeah, we will talk next week, hopefully after, uh, after Christmas, um, you know, we're not going to get into Wyoming basketball today. I don't think there's anything to talk about until Graham E.K. If Graham E.K. comes back, I think this team is kind of lost, searching for itself, 5-7 and seven in non-conference play, lost to St. Mary's and on Wednesday night in the final non-conference tune-up. Just they're lost in the post without Graham E.K., and Hunter Maldonado looks lost without his running mate. So, they need to regroup and refresh and, and knock on wood, get their big guy back for Mountain West player. It's going to be a long season for them. Uh, the women with a huge win at Wichita state the other night after losing to Nebraska, uh, Heather Azale is, is, you know, out indefinitely uh, to take care of her pregnancy. So uh, Ryan Larson is taking over. So there'll be a lot to discuss plus the Arizona bowl. But uh, today that we sh- rightfully focused on recruiting and
1: uh bowl season robert yeah it's always fun to talk about that and you know be uh anxious to talk about more about the bowl game the, the prep work going into it i know their team's practicing now ryan or i think they are or maybe they're getting some time off before christmas and then coming back i don't know but you know i be very curious to get your take of what you or at least what you're able to see and how the prep stuff's going and then you know, delve into this basketball more. They'll get into conference season, you know, near the end of December. Um, yeah, I just hope the Cowboys and Jeff Linder can can find some solutions, you know. But unfortunately, you know, um, you know, rebounding is a big part of the game and they gotta figure something out to at least hold their own until EK comes back, or hopefully when Graham EK comes back. But you're right, they just seem kind of lost right now. Now, granted, Dayton and St. Mary's are good. Um, there's no shame in losing to teams like that because those are good teams, but um, wyoming has got a lot to figure out, you know, and I'm sure Jeff Lender and his staff are working on it, but, uh, you know, confidence is a fragile thing right now. And it just seems Ryan that this team is just really kind of teetering on with the confidence right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll be headed down to Tucson next week and, you know, hopefully attending some practices if Wyoming will have me and, uh, all the press conferences and stuff like that. So we will, uh, you know, record a pod from down there and get the report and the scoop ahead of that game. And uh I, I just want to make sure, Robert, uh, to, to let all of the listeners know if you're in this deep that we appreciate you and we wish you happy holidays. And thanks for tuning in. And let's grow this podcast more in 23.
1: Well, I hope I'm not hindering the progress or the growth of this podcast, but I'm really grateful and humbled to be part of it with you, Ryan. And everyone all the everyone has a very Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and uh look forward to one more in 2022 and and looking forward to hopefully a lot more in
0: 2023. Yeah and uh Amazon.com get the border war book for a stocking stuffer if you haven't done that already. Please (laughs) all right my friend we'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care Ryan